Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite Cowgirls with Cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. I'm Kim with Be More Business and Kim Beer Photography. I'm Kara with Fast Horse Photography. And I'm Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. Hello, hello, guys. Good morning. And how are you this morning? Hi, good morning. Good morning. I'm fabulous this morning. Everything is wonderful. It's early. I'm still waking up. I'm trying to get going. Uh, my kiddo, we're getting ready to move into Easter for those who aren't, you know, who are listening to this, obviously, after Easter, this will come out. But Easter's coming up this weekend. So I've got a lot of work to get done before he's not in school for four days. So I've been just trying to cram a whole bunch of work in and getting these podcast episodes done and out and edited and all of that is just part of that. What about you guys? Well, gosh, I finally got my taxes finished. So that's a big load off my mind. Oh, yeah, taxes. <laughs> Not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> did a podcast interview Monday with uh, this is Thursday. So this past Monday, I did a podcast interview with Denise Alvarez of Storm Lily Marketing for her podcast, How to Market Your Horse Business. So I'm excited for that one to come out. That was uh, fun. We'll share that too when that comes out so that our listeners can find it. Yeah, it's not supposed to come out till May, I think. So I had a great, a really great mentor session with a client that actually really inspired me <laughs> and oh, her too, awesome. but it really inspired me. So that was pretty cool. I am going to be heading to Florida to see you, Kara, next week. Actually, you won't have to see me that much because a friend and I are heading to St. Augustine. We're going to photograph birds at the rookery and do some other stuff. And I'm really looking forward to that. Speaking of birds, I've course, you know me, a squirrel just got loose in my brain because a hummingbird just flew up. So we've got hummingbirds coming back here to our feeders. Now we got three males out here fighting right now. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. But I am excited to do something a little different and photograph birds when I come to Florida next week. So Kim, what have you been up to? Well, I'm a little jealous that you two get to go see each other so often. I just, I feel very isolated out here in the middle of the country with like no friends that are close by to go shoot with. So you've been traveling like crazy lately. I know. I'm playing my little fiddle. Is that a fiddle or a violin? Really? (laughs) And I'm jealous of all your travel. (laughs) And I would just like to point out that Phyllis said she wasn't going to be seeing much of me. What that means is she's just using me for a place to sleep. (laughs) Oh, 
that's funny. So yeah, in addition to all my traveling and all of this educational stuff that I've been doing, I have broken open the seal on working on my creative amplifier book. I kind of got jazzed up after our podcast episode and thought I might want to get started on that particular project. So I am working steadily on it and I've hired an editor. So that means I'm really serious when I take it to the editor and say, hey, I have this new project. I'm going to start working on. That means it's going to start happening. So knock on wood, that'll be finished sometime towards the end of the summer and available at the fall. I've also been working on designing a new business education program that I'm super excited about, but it's still very, very much in the beginning stages of anything. And I'm also, over the next couple of weeks, I get to do some really exciting stuff. I have my little sales book I wrote, the little book of big sales moves. And I've developed a workshop around that. And I'm putting on the first one of those on April 14th here in Kansas City, which I don't know, that may have happened already by the time you listen to this episode, because we do record a little bit early. We're coming to you from the future. Yes, I'm coming to you from the future. So... I'm very happy that I am getting to do that. I'm super excited about these workshops because I think they're going to really help change people's lives. And then I'm also doing a four-week money series in Kansas City coming up in April as well about how to get out of your own way when it comes to making and dealing with money. So that's another thing that I'm super excited to bring out to people and will continue to roll out in bigger ways over the next few months. So I feel high, almost high on life, because I've been doing a lot of thought process and a lot of learning. So it's very floaty head kind of space stuff, which if you know me very well, I love to live 30,000 feet above the ground. So that's what I've been up to. That's awesome. I'm jealous. You feel so motivated and out. I feel so bogged down this week, but you sound great. And you always inspire me with your endless ideas and... Oh, good for you. <laughs> She's always got something new and exciting I going know. on. She's yeah. always got something new. Talk about squirrels. She's definitely got squirrels loose in her brain. Mm-hmm. I am a professional squirrel chaser. Good in a good way. I mean that in a good way. <laughs> I mean that in a good They're way. They're all really talented squirrels. Every single one of them. They're good squirrels. So that should probably lead us into what are we talking about this week? So Kara, do you want to tell us what we're talking about? (laughs) Well, we are talking about photography niches or niches, depending upon what part of the country you're from. In Missouri, when I lived there, we called them niches. Now that I'm in Florida, we call them niches. I don't know if that means we're more (laughs) refined or what, but... Anyway, so we're talking about finding your photography niche or photography niche in general. Do you need one? Do you want one? Just a quick kind of definition of what that even means. I think in very simple terms, it's a specialty. So, you know, a subcategory within a larger genre, for example. So in photography, it would be a subcategory within the larger genre of photography. So, for example, we might be equine photographers, which in itself is a niche 
within photography, but you can go even further. So some photographers, equine photographers might go even further and niche down to being strictly Western lifestyle photographers or horse show photographers or an equine and equestrian portrait photographer or a wild horse photographer or an equine studio photographer. And honestly, the list could continue to go on and on and on. And then even within those specific genres, you can niche down even more. So if you were a wild horse photographer, you might niche and just photograph one particular area of wild horses. Or if you're a horse show photographer, you might niche down and photograph Western horse events or hunter jumper events, something along those lines. If you are, you know, a equine equestrian portrait photographer, you might strictly photograph people with their horses. So you can further niche down from there. I think the big thing that I think about when I think about niche or what are your personal goals as a photographer? I think that's a big question and it really will help you determine if you should choose a niche, for example. For me, I didn't initially make that choice. I picked up the camera. I was a photographer. I decided I wanted to be a professional photographer and everything around me made me think, oh, I got to shoot everything. I have to grab every little bit of business, every photography opportunity that I can grab a hold of. And what I realized by doing that is that I was an equestrian first. I was a horse person, a horse lover first, and a photographer second. And then I didn't really personally enjoy photographing other things. I just didn't find as much joy in them. But I really enjoyed photographing horses and their people. And so that was really important for me. So I knew pretty soon and early on that in order to sustain and stay motivated and enjoy what I was doing, I needed to make that choice to niche my business, to niche my photography to a specific category and really niche it down. So then when I think about that, I think about it in two terms. First of all, photography skill and finding your people. And I know Phyllis will talk a little bit about this too, when you niche, it gives you the opportunity to be hyper-focused on that particular photography niche, on that subject matter that you want to photograph or that style that you want to photograph. And it gives you the opportunity to hyper-focus and move quickly in that photography type because you're super focused on that. You're not trying to learn a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different subject matters. You're strictly learning about this one thing, which means that you can move faster in it. I mean, think about anything that you're learning. If the subject is broad and you have a lot of things you need to learn, it might take you longer to complete that subject. But if you can really narrow it down and just follow that path and follow that thread, you can get there a lot faster. We wanted to take a quick break to tell you about this great organization that the three of us have recently joined and been enjoying called Cowgirl Artists of America. Cowgirl Artists of America is currently open for enrollment right now through the end of April. When you join CGA, you are joining a generously supportive group of Western artists and makers. Your basic membership gets you access to the private community space, CGA educational resources, workshop, affiliate discounts, and more. And guess what? April is also the only month you can apply for signature membership. Signature membership is an add-on to basic membership and is for established artists needing to get 
more out of their membership. Signature members get photos of their work and links posted on CGA's website. They're profiled on CGA's social media each year, and they get additional opportunities for group advertising. Signature membership is a high honor and applicants for this tier must go through a jury process. For more information on basic membership and the signature member upgrade, visit cowgirlartistsofamerica.org backslash application. And then I also think about it in terms of finding your people. And I think Kim will probably expand on this part a little bit. Having a photography and niche really allows you to find your audience. And I have always firmly believed that when you try to speak to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And that because the market is smaller, that pool of people that you're speaking to is so much smaller that you're more likely to find people that will enjoy your work, that want to see your work, that will follow your journey. And, you know, if you're trying to go professional or you are a professional, hire you, which is what we want. Because you can really specifically target your message and you can be more specific about where you market and who you market to. So the other little piece of this is that when you niche down, you become more specialized. You become an expert in that area and your services are specialized. And to me, that means that you can provide a super specialized experience for your client, for your ideal client. And you can also charge more because you are an expert in that specific area. Does that make sense, guys, what I'm saying there? Absolutely. So when I think of niche, I do think of uh, marketing in specifics because I understand the concept of becoming a super good expert in one particular thing, but I understand that, but I don't follow it very well. As discussed at the top of this podcast, I don't tend to be a niche kind of person. And even though I am from Missouri, I do niche rather than niche. I don't know if that's uh, where that came from. <laughs> so for me, when I talk with people about niche, I talk with people on the concept of how they're going to communicate out to a bigger world. And I do think it goes both ways, right? So we can niche within ourselves and really dwell down into one specific topic for ourselves. Or when we're going to promote a business or when we're promoting our photography or even when it's art photography, sometimes it still has a niche within the art community, right? I consider horses a niche in general, but we also know there's sub niches within equine photographers. There's people who do English photography. There's people who do Western. And when we look at who we're marketing to, that niche becomes really, really important. If you think just of the differences between Western and English equestrians, there is a massive difference in how they like their horses presented, in what they're interested in in a photo, in their equipment, in their attire, into how that photo is taken, into how the horse is displayed. I mean, I've shot for years Western reigning horses, but I've also shot Pasifinos. And it's a very radically different niche when you're taking photos of Pasifinos than when you're taking photos of a reigning horse. There's a whole different set of rules that goes with it. And the end all be all to that is making your customer 
happy, whoever that customer happens to be, whether it's going to be the person who hangs art on their wall, or whether it's going to be the person who utilizes your image as a memory and also hangs it on the wall, or whether it's going to be featured in an ad that is going to promote whatever that particular breed of horse style of writing, or whatever that situation tends to be. When you niche down, you're able to communicate better. So when I talk with my marketing clients about niche, I always want them to understand that just because you say this is your niche or you're going to choose that as your niche doesn't mean you automatically exclude everyone else that's not in that niche. Like I said, I've shot reining horses and I've shot Pasifinos, very, very different markets, very, very different niches within the sub niche of equine photography. So just because you say your specialty is whatever that happens to be, fill in the blank, doesn't mean you can't shoot anything else. Like all the doors are closed. We just heard Phyllis talk about how she's going to be shooting birds in Florida while she's hanging out with Kara and I'm sad in Missouri. So she's going to be down there taking bird photos. I'm sure those bird photos work in really well into many things. But one of the things that I most respect about Phyllis is how clearly she is a Western photographer. She likes the Western lifestyle. She portrays it in her images. She puts it on her Instagram account. When you open up her Instagram account, it's very obvious what Phyllis does. There's not a lot of bird photos on there. There may be a few sprinkled here and there, but the majority of images and what her audience and who she markets to, they expect horse photos. They expect them in her style. They expect them to be Western themed and related. It's so important when you're developing a following or when you're putting yourself out there in marketing for you to do that. Because here's the truth. When you talk to everyone, no one listens. When you talk to a very specific audience, they go, oh, wow, that's for me. And I do think looking at both Phyllis and Kara and how they show up in their respective industries, Kara is very good at this too. She's very good at niching down into people understanding who she is as a photographer. It's very clear who should hire her as a photographer. I mean, you should feel when you see her images and read the words around them when she's marketing that, ooh, that's for me. And equally as much, if you're good at producing a niche in marketing, someone should be able to look at that and go, oh, that's not for me. That's not what I want. So it's as much about inclusion and exclusion, both. So it's about reaching the right people. Now, young photographers or photographers who are new to business are often like, I need everybody. I need everybody because everybody is who's going to put money in my pocket and food on my table. But the thing is that when you do that, no one hears you. You're too diverse. No one attaches to the message. 
But when you are very clear about it, you will get other offers because people will say, wow, you know what? Your raining photos are gorgeous. Have you ever considered taking a photo of a Pasifino? And then they're selling you on the idea of working with them. And so they're like 10 times happier to work with you. It's really cool. And then you can draw in your perfect audience. Then you can also say no to the Pasifinos. If you're like, nope, don't want to do it. You have a clearer way of saying, I only work with reining horses or I only do this particular thing. So you kind of determine ahead of time how elastic you want your niche to be. Do you want to expand out into other things or do you want to narrow down? Years ago, I decided personally that I wanted at least 95% of the photography that I do to include an animal of some kind and probably 85% of that photography for that animal to be a horse. So I've experimented, I've explored a lot, but Everything I do over or have done over the last, you know, 30 something years as a photographer, in general, hundreds of thousands of images have horses in them. Very few are weddings, very few are other things. So I do stay within that niche, but I have explored within that niche in many different areas. But it's clear I am an equine photographer. So take that for what you will. You can have a more elastic niche like I do. You can have a very narrowed in one like Kara does, or you can have something in the middle, more like Phyllis. So there you go. That's my two cents on marketing and niche. Well, first off, I just want to be on the record to say that I am a country girl from Georgia and I say niche as well. (laughs) From the deep south. Maybe niche is just something that I'm the only one that ever said it, and I was just saying it incorrectly. Is that possible? Oh, I have no comment. I, mean, I say a lot of words wrong all the time. I'm sure if we did a, I'm sure if we allowed our listeners to privately email me all the words I've said incorrectly, they'd be excited to do that. It's awkward sometimes listening back. I'm going to kind of go off in a different direction for a little bit here. I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with shooting many genres and not dedicating yourself to one, especially at first. If you like all types of photography, then it's not bad. It's so be it. It's it's okay. I'm just talking about from my own perspective. When I first started out, I tried everything from landscape to wildlife to macro photography. Even though I was in the horse business full time, I chose to go in a different direction. And I would say that actually being a versatile photography is kind of a niche as well, if you really want to call it that. (laughs) But I think being versatile helped me to be a more well-rounded photographer. I even dabbled a little bit with architecture and landed a job at a backcountry lodge many years ago, partly because I not only knew how to ride and photograph horses, people, and landscape, but architecture as well. I think knowing many genres of photography can help your work in another area that you may be more passionate about. For me, doing portrait photography helped me greatly to learn more about posing and lighting therefore enhancing my work in other areas. On the flip side, I do have to say that finding a niche will allow you to invest your time and energy into one genre. Studying it and improving your skills in that area and doing the same type of photography many times will help you to progress quicker than doing it just every now and then. If you're a pro or thinking about going pro, having a niche will allow you to build an audience as I think Kara mentioned, and and even Kim, that connect to your photography. Over time, they will begin to recognize your work. 
by sticking to one genre, you'll have a better chance of establishing your name in a particular section of the photo industry. I love it when people tell me that before they even know it's mine, they go, I saw this image and I just knew it was yours because they know my style of photography. So that's something to think about too. And then having a photography niche will make it easier for networking. As Kim said, if you wish to establish your name in the field, networking is of course an integral part of achieving that goal. Sticking to one niche makes it easier to target the right people within that genre, whether it be your colleagues, networking, I guess I would call it your tribe (laughs) or where you can build more meaningful relationships, not only with your clients, but with your fellow photographers, you know, especially if in the long run, your photography is really good. But basically niching down is a great way to propel your business forward. If you're in business, it can help you to be known as an expert in that area. But getting back to the beginning, if you're just starting or it doesn't matter, starting a, a business or just starting your photography career, having as much experience as possible because you may not know what you love a certain type of photography until you try it explore everything figure out what you like and then stop shooting what you don't like that's my story and i'm sticking to it well you know me i love experimentation i definitely have a diversity of interests it seems to be a stumbling block i have so much diversity that i like to do however It also is one of my greatest strengths, I feel like. So it gives me this beautiful, well-rounded toolbox of things to use. So I totally agree with you, Phyllis. I totally do. Hey, we agree. We agree on something for once. (laughs) We do. We do. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Awesome. I hope this episode has photographers out there thinking about what they're shooting Do they have a niche already? Are they thinking about finding a niche or do they want to stay broad? And if they do, what is their reasoning behind it? And kind of think through some of that. We hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to let us know. I also wanted to remind folks that we have the Cowgirls with Cameras photo challenge, the CWC challenge. If you use hashtag CWC photo challenge on Instagram and share your images And the focus this episode is, oh, foals, new foals. We're still on the spring trend. So, and I've been photographing a ton of foals. Phyllis has been photographing foals. So we're still on that trend. So if you have some full photos that you want to share, baby pictures, we'd love to see them. Use hashtag CWC photo challenge. Also, don't forget, if you're looking for your next photography adventure, Cowgirls with Cameras, we have a ton of opportunities that um, still have space. So we have, I'm going to try to pick them off the top of my head. We have the Cottonwood Ranch Equine Photography Experience, which is in this, gosh, this the most beautiful scenery, the most beautiful ranch with incredible ranching family in Wells, Nevada. And this is an awesome opportunity if you want to shoot great scenes, you want to grow your portfolio, but you also want to do it in an environment that is supportive, that has an educational component. And this one is kind of cool because it includes a mentorship opportunity with each one of us. So you get to have some time beforehand, during and or after in order to meet with us one-on-one for whatever you want to work on. The next event that we still have room is the Trappers Lake Lodge Adventure. We're calling that one an adventure because I think it's going to be an awesome adventure. That one is in Colorado at Trappers Lake Lodge. We've got some really beautiful scenery. It's going to be a gorgeous time of year. And I think it's one that a lot of people won't want to miss. And then the third one that I'm thinking about right now that 
we still have room for, I think, is the Art of the Cowgirl, yep. Montana. What Gathering. is it called? Yes. It Montana Gathering. Gathering. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget like the <laughs> official name of that event. Do you want to talk just a little bit about what you'll be shooting there? Yes. The Montana Gathering is in Big Timber, Montana, which is absolutely stunning venue. The Ranch Rodeo, they're having their actual events going on with their horsemanship clinic and everything at the venue there in town. But we have a couple of ranches that we'll be shooting at. The Hagerman Ranch will be, I'm excited to say that we'll be shooting a branding that morning. And then the one day we go to Lazy 6-9 Ranch, which is a Cheyenne Glade Wilson's place with her family and they raise half drafts and we'll get to do a full day of shooting there. So I'm pretty stoked. I think it's going to be a really awesome, awesome event. Well, I mean, I love all of our events. I mean, Cottonwood is gorgeous. I mean, it's just, it's a great year and fall color in Colorado. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't wait for those. Yeah. There's no (laughs) excuse for people to not hit the road with their cameras and photograph awesome, awesome backdrops with beautiful horses and the Western lifestyle. So we've got some great opportunities for folks. Yeah. And I just want to mention that our opportunities are beginner friendly. So if you're out there thinking, oh, I've never been to a workshop, our workshops are a great place to dip your toe in. So it would be a good idea to take a look and join us for one. All three of the ones we just mentioned are super beginner friendly. And yet they also offer a lot of challenges for advanced photographers as well. So come and join us no matter where you are. All right, that's it for us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. You can head over to Cowgirls with Cameras on Instagram and Facebook and let us know that you listened and you enjoyed the episode. You can also rate and review wherever you listen. And a lot of times there's an option to click a little follow button or a subscribe button. That's huge for us. So if you guys just want to do something nice and make our day, hit that little follow button. If you want to like make our week or our month, leave a review and a rating. It means the world to us. We do this for free. (laughs) We work really hard behind the scenes to create a topic, to talk about this, to prepare for it. We spend time recording and we love sharing what we do with you guys. So if you like it, let us know. We want to hear about it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.